Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Bam. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. This is a first. I just asked my guest how to say her last name and she doesn't know. So <laughs> Stephanie, Matto or Motto, it doesn't matter. You really don't. No. Like you just have no idea. I just you know, I think it's also just me not caring. Probably. And I never I never asked anybody and my mom's foreign, so she mispronounces everything. Yeah. <laughs> So okay, well, <laughs> Stephanie Matto Motto from Ninety Day Fiance. Oh. <laughs> this is a big moment. We we have a lot of Facebook questions, and also I just have a lot of questions, so we'll we'll get right Ooh. to it. All right. Yeah, but before we talk about the show, I always like to ask about you and and your life and what's mm-hmm. well not funny, but you were actually you know you were YouTube famous, if you will, before doing the show. So how did you get into YouTube. Um, so, you know, on the spectrum of like YouTube fame, I'm just like, I'm like plankton, you know, I'm just like, no, I'm nothing. Um, I have like, you know, 300,000 subscribers or something, That's pretty, but pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's okay. But you know, I'm no Jenna Marbles by any means. Um, but I uh, started seven years ago. And I, it's just I guess people won't be too, too surprised to hear it because I didn't have any friends. hey but then you had all these internet friends which is perfect yeah basically i just like live a false reality online so that's super fun probably same um (laughs) don't we all but yeah i just i started off doing like makeup and fashion stuff and then i was like i'm no good at this like i you know i'm i I don't know how to apply eyeshadow. So then it kind of <laughs> evolved into talking about my life and my relationships. And, you know, as like a relatively mentally unstable 20 something year old, like you've got plenty of stories. Totally. You know, yeah. I was, I was going on like dates and moving across the country. I was a stripper. I mean, like I, the, the, the stories were endless. So I think that's kind of where I started to peak in my notoriety online <laughs> was like telling all these crazy stories about my life. Um, but now it's like kind of like I don't have any more crazy stories. Like I can only talk about the past. Well, it's hard to get crazy during a pandemic, but yeah, I'm just like a grandma now. So same, same. But then, what? what okay, so the other you, your past is really interesting in terms of like how they introduced you on the show. So you're mm-hmm. from the Czech Republic. Yeah. So I. I was, oh God, this is so weird. Okay, so I was like a green card baby okay. and my mom met my my biological dad and within a week of knowing each other, they agreed to get married because at that time, Czech Republic was a satellite state of Russia. So it was Soviet right. and you know, it was a very oppressed country. So my mother wanted to get out. She wanted, to, her dream was to live in the United States. So after a week of knowing my dad, they got married. Then they were married for 10 years. They didn't have me at all. They were just like chilling, hanging out, partying, drinking beers and then 10 years later they had me and as soon as I was born they divorced what the (laughs) hell (laughs) yeah I'm a life ruiner so (laughs) I um I I moved like literally when I was one year old I moved back to the Czech Republic with my mom okay and we ended up staying there till I was about seven eight years old and then my mom 
you know, very indecisive, didn't know where she wanted to raise me. So she then brought me back to the United States. So I do have like that Czech upbringing. It was my first language. My whole family's there. Yeah. You know, like that to me in my mind is home, but I'm also very Americanized. The people, I don't know. I'm like, I'm caught in between these two worlds. But so your mom, when she got married, that's how she got the green card, AKA how she could go come back with you basically. Yeah. I always had American citizenship. So when I was right. in Czech Republic, right. I I remember having to go to the Polish border with my mom every three months to get the stamp on our passport. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. So English is your second language, but obviously mm-hmm. you speak it super well. Uh, there was a Facebook question. I didn't know this happened, but Kellen Uhelski mm-hmm. said, ask her about her time on all that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So... <laughs> Again, I was I was a very weird and I guess eccentric middle schooler and I you know, I really wanted to be on all that. It was my favorite show, like Amanda Bynes. I remember it so well. Oh my oh, gosh. Oh my god. Like Amanda Bynes, like in her prime, Gina and Kel. I loved all that so much. So I was watching Nickelodeon one night and I saw like a commercial. It's like, Oh, are you the next funniest kid in America? Do you want to be on all that? And I was like, Yes. yes. <laughs> so I uh, submitted an audition tape of like these weird characters that I used to do because like I didn't have friends so I just like made up like different personalities so like I sent it in and I'm not even joking like okay this is gonna be kind of controversial because there's like a lot of controversy surrounding him now but like Dan Schneider yes. you know who that is yep. like he he like called me personally wow. and he was like he was like hey like we got your audition tape and we love it but like we need you to redo it because you did it wrong <laughs> and I was like Okay. okay. So they had me like redo the audition tape and then they called me and they were like, okay, you're in. Yeah. I mean, they're going to, they're going to bring you if they're going to make you redo your tape. Duh. I was like, right. Like yeah. there's thousands of submissions. Why right. would they give a shit about course, me? If they... Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I got into like the top 50 and then it's like you vote by phone. It was like American Idol style. And then it was like the top five, which was like me and these four other kids from all over the U S they flew us to Los Angeles and we guest starred in like a couple episodes of all that. Oh my God, it was so cool. Yeah, so I played this like uh, crazy sausage lady called Quishva, <laughs> which like sounds weird now that I think about it. Like I didn't know that Quishva like kind of started, start like it sounded like like queef, you queef, know? Like, yeah. <laughs> what a weird name. Oh my gosh, I want to know where that even right. came from. And she was a sausage lady. Like she was like a crazy Lithuanian like meat lady. And I like made this up. I know it was super strange. But yeah, so I did that. I was like on a segment of sugar and coffee and I lost to a much Someone actually knew the name of the person you lost, like in the Facebook group. I was like, how do you know that? That's so cool. But yeah, they knew. That's crazy. Before the show, you, you did kind of an intro about your life and you talked about how you had had and your close friends talked about your failed relationships. So can you can you expand a little bit on kind of what went wrong your relationship history before Erica wow oh my goodness where do I begin um I'm just I'm a person who I attract the worst of the worst okay I I attract psychopaths liars narcissists I mean I have dated people for like a year two years three years and there's always been a bombshell Mm. it's like I'm just oblivious like la-di-da everything's great and then I find out they have like a love child 
Oh, like, or, or I find out that like, they've been cheating this whole time. Like, it's just a pattern. Every time I always discover something messed up in every relationship. I think I'm like traumatized from it. Um, you know, I, but I guess I kind of blame myself too, because I really, I go for like really charming people, Yep. you know, the exciting kind of ones that like really get your like blood going and just get you all excited. I guess I go for like the alternative, cool hipster type of people too. Right. And they're always a little wacky. I think it's because, you know, I'm so vanilla. Like I just love, <laughs> like I was just telling my friend the other day, I was like, I just want like some tattooed chick to come and ruin my life right now. Like, <laughs> and it's like, because I, I think some, some part of me likes the drama and the craziness of these like toxic relationships, but like, I'm also exhausted. Like maybe I need to just date a, a banker or something, you know? No, you don't. <laughs> a finance bro or something like no, no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> no finance bros. Well, okay. So you and Erica were, I think, I believe the first same sex couple on the show. Yeah. Yes, we were. After the show, there were all these haters who were saying, you know, you were faking being bisexual. So mm-hmm. I'd like to know more about you had said you had dated women before. Mm-hmm. Did you always like know you were bisexual? Did you all of a sudden just start thinking women were attractive? Like how did that, how did that work? I always thought women were attractive, but like, I just thought they were, I just thought everybody thought that women were attractive. Okay. Like I think everybody can agree. Like women are attractive. Other women can look at a woman and be like, yeah, she's, she's hot. She's hot. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and I think that I've always felt that way and I never like, I never really felt a need to identify myself as anything. I just kind of like, you know, if I end up... If I like you, I like you. Yeah, if I end up dating a subspecies or an alien or something, that's, that'll happen. That works. <laughs> um, but I, um, you know, I had gone on dates with some girls while I was living in New York City, and I, like, kind of thought it was, like, my experimental phase. Yeah. But I never really took any of that seriously just because I always thought that okay I have to end up with a guy I need to like bring a guy home to my mom that's who my family kind of like expects and wants for me um and it's not even that my mom is homophobic it's just that she's just a typical mom that just like has a very precise what did she say I want you to have your prince charming or something like that yeah, she's like, Stephanie, I want you to date a, a doctor or a lawyer <laughs> and like a heavy emphasis on doctor. Yes. Like male doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Like apparently women aren't doctors. Like it just does not exist. <laughs> It's like a very, That's where yeah. you could get her though. You could be like, You wanted me with a doctor, so here you yeah. go. <laughs> you didn't specify sex. I think every time I've like jokingly brought up being with a woman to my mom, and this is like before the show, anytime I would, you know, just like, huh, mom, like, you know, like I'm, I'm done with men. I'm going to start dating women. She'd be like, Stephanie, don't scare me. What are you talking about? And then like that wouldn't, that made me feel like, okay, well, oh shit. You know, like she's going to have a, she's going to have a heart attack or something. I don't want to like do that to the poor woman. So I really did focus mostly just like on dating men. And then I met Erica and then I started thinking, okay, well, maybe we'll we'll see maybe this can work out um and but we all know it didn't yeah well we can pretend just for now that it did um (laughs) and and you told this story and it was like she had watched a youtube video of yours like did she ever tell you how she found yours and and do you know what video it was about that started the conversation See, I think there was like a lot of like miscommunication and a lot of confusion between us because I mean 
I know she started watching my channel like probably two, three years ago, but that's when I was like still fun. And I think she like knew a different version of me, mm. uh, a, a version that was no longer who I was. So I think she had watched my older videos and gotten an impression of me that was not. You mean like you more know. sexually driven videos, things like that? Yeah, videos that like I was, you know, 26 or 25 and I was like actively dating and a lot more adventurous and a lot more. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't going through like a hoe phase or anything, but I guess I was. And um, but then like, I guess she didn't watch any of my newer videos and I maybe thought she did. And I like I explicit I was explicit on my uh, on my channel about the fact that I'm like celibate, celibate and yeah. that it's been a long time since I've been physical with somebody. And a lot of my content in in the recent like past year has really been focused around my illness right. and about, you know, how my life kind of got turned upside down. And I think they're just really, I just think it all really boils down to like, she watched my channel at one point, but not as recently as I had thought. And there really was just, we just didn't know as much about each other as we thought we did. Well, how, how did you guys communicate on a daily basis? And, and like, what was the evolution of friends to romance like for the two of you? I think for me it was we first started talking when we both had boyfriends and we were both in kind of toxic relationships so sometimes we would just like air our grievances to each other about about the boy the guy that we were dating and eventually I found myself single and she and I basically became single around this around a similar time and I don't know. It just kind of got flirtatious. We kept talking about how we wanted to meet up, how like, okay, well maybe we're going to go to Vegas and go see Lady Gaga. And I think we had, we had a lot in common. Like we weren't completely different. We were different in some big ways, but you know, like as far as like the things we like and we are both pretty like loud and boisterous people. So I think we like vibed online and through text and through voice note and like she's a cute funny like very wild Australian chick like how can you not like that you know like you can't you can't look at her and her Instagram and not be like oh my god I love her so yeah yeah. so it I guess I I I think I was the first person that started liking her. I was like the first person that really developed a crush. And, you know, I thought it was pretty apparent like from day one that, yeah, she's bisexual. I don't think it was so clear on my part because I like never really told her. So at one point I was like, you know, I'm bisexual. (laughs) You know, I like, like you, like you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, you know, I like when I say I think you're beautiful, I mean it in that way. But um, I think then it kind of clicked for her. And then the the whole idea, the topic of the show kind of came about and we both thought it'd be like a funny, hilarious idea. We told our friends, they were like, oh my God, you guys are fucking nuts. And we're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> um, so it like escalated very quickly. It happened really, really fast. Okay. And I think it happened so much faster than we realized it would. So we didn't really have, I didn't have, I didn't feel like I had a proper amount of time to like really think about it. And I don't think she did either. Um, and I, we were just so excited to meet each other too. It's important to note maybe that you were on the version of the show called Before the 90 Days. So you were never mm-hmm. at the point where you were like doing the K1 stuff. You were just no. meeting each other like before the K1. Yeah. So, you know, I 
I've, I've been there with a previous partner where we were like thinking about a K-1 visa. We were thinking about that. Like that was actually the previous relationship to Eric. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, I have a pattern. Um, but it just, we actually ended up getting a different kind of visa because I did not want to marry that person. I was like, this is, you know, this is not right. I'd rather just do this another way. Um, but yeah, I think with her, we were really at the beginning stages of the relationship where we were still getting to know each other and we had to like figure out all of the logistics and like, you know, who's going to move where, how are you going to move here? What are you going to do for work? how how is this all going to work and then also like how well do we coexist because I mean I'm pretty OCD I'm in sh- and I think she knew that too like she knew I was like kind of psychotic because yeah. I'm like you know always moving things around and like cleaning and like obsessively wiping sur- surfaces and like I'm just like a very meticulous person and I think when I got there the first thing I realized is like holy shit like if we were to live together like I would commit homicide like I would kill somebody because like we our living styles are so different even in my past relationship like if he left like a dish on the counter like I would like passive aggressively like mope around the apartment all day until he like got the hint you know and it's like I love passive aggression works every time (laughs) I can't help it that's just how I am maybe that's why I'm alone right now but I think I'm just we're just too we just can't I don't think we could live together and it was a huge wake-up call when I got there and it's it's sad, but I'm like very practical and I don't know. <laughs> well, one, one of your big, if you will, storylines on the show, as you talked about, is your illness. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hear more about. I know her, I think it was Erica's dad that said it was just something you woke up with. But I'd also like to know how, how you felt about the portrayal of your illness. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. If you're sitting in an interview seat and you're being asked about your illness and, you know, and it's being kind of tied into everything that's going on that, you know, it's, it's the leading question in every single scenario that, that is being pushed. Then like, of course it's going to be like, Oh my God, she's talking about it a lot. I'm like, yeah, well I was asked about it a lot. (laughs) And so, you know, and it was a part of my storyline. And when you're on a reality show, like you kind of established that like, this is your storyline. Sick girl goes to the outback was my storyline. Um, and like <sighs> her mom doesn't know she's bi. So yeah, I mean, I guess in a way the portrayal was very like, it, it was like force feeding people information about aplastic anemia. And while yes, I can empathize with people when they're just like exhausted from hearing about it and they're like, stop using it as an excuse for everything um like I get it but also I'm glad that I at least like was able to raise some awareness for it it is it is a rare illness and it you know it doesn't have a lot of like research funding not a lot of people knew about it before the show at least I feel like I kind of added it into people's vocabulary totally you did and uh and I'm part of like a bunch of support groups and a lot of the people in those support groups are like, oh my God, like my my niece or my nephew, they called me up and they're like, somebody with your illness is on TV. So and cool. like for those people, it's really exciting because they just go their whole life feeling kind of like they are in the shadows and they're misunderstood. And, you know, I, I'm at least glad that people know more about aplastic anemia now. But yeah, it's, uh, I when I watched myself over again, I was like, shut up, Stephanie. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. As someone who did reality TV and wasn't always thrilled with 
obviously the way that I looked or the way things were portrayed. It's frustrating because it's mm-hmm. like in the moment you don't even know how it's going to look. You're just talking about your experiences, right? And exactly. So, yeah. Just a, it was a weird thing to like villainize in many ways. Yeah. I, I, I kind of get it. I mean, in a way, I, I go back to that and I'm like, I made it really easy to so like. Yeah, so <laughs> I gave them gold. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think I definitely annoyed a lot of people. I annoyed myself. It was good. I mean, in some ways, it was kind of self-reflective. I was able to see like, okay, I need to shut up about that. Like, maybe... <laughs> not bring that up so much or, you know. Well, let's talk about flying to Australia. One, did you know anything about Port Augusta? Like, had you researched the Outback at all? I did. Um, I had been to Australia before, so I was kind of familiar with, like, the geographical makeup of Australia. So I knew that, like, where South Australia was, the name also implies that it's in the South. So, you know, but one of the main things I was just searching for was like venomous snakes, spiders, are there sharks? <laughs> um, so yes, there were all of those. Mm. And those are all things I'm just terrified of. So I really had Erica kind of give me peace of mind that I wasn't like, going to you know have to check my pillow underneath my pillowcases every single night yeah. and check under the toilet seat which I did anyway every time I went to the bathroom because I was freaking terrified and I saw some spiders I, I actually saw a poisonous spider Oof. once <sighs> not into it it was it was it was scary but yeah Australia is not as like deadly as as sometimes Americans may believe it is mm-hmm. like you know, like people live there. They're they're okay. <laughs> they're all right. Yeah. Here's something that came up several times, at least on the show, was like Erica kind of saying the medication, the illness, and also the intimacy mm-hmm. were different than she thought, and that might you might have misled her. So, did she know these things before? Um, as far as like the illness thing goes, um. I will say that before I left, I thought that maybe she knew about it. She maybe had like seen some of my videos about it and had done maybe a minimal amount of research. And so I, I kind of like half expected that, but you should never expect things like that. You should never expect people to know things about you. Can't expect anything of anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You should never assume. So, um, but I did tell her that, hey, like the conversation about my illness that we have one-on-one personally, I want to have it on camera because I want it to be authentic. Like I don't, I didn't, I felt like I didn't want to recreate a conversation about that. Like I really, I wanted that to be authentic because as you know, like there are quite a few things on reality TV that can sometimes be inauthentic. Right, of course. Say things a million times. So I was like, let's say that for when I'm there. Like I want to have like a heart to heart with you about that because it's like something very deep and personal and something crazy that I went through yeah um as far as like my celibacy she knew about that and she did know she did know that I had some like you know crazy weird apprehensions with sex and we had discussed that before me going there and she made me feel very comfortable she was like we don't have to do anything you don't feel comfortable doing she's like you know she understood the situation and I never really felt pressured by her in any way it's just like it's you know 
it's the pressure of the situation because you're on a show and this is what's expected of you and this is what you know that the audience is going to want. They want us to bang, you know? Yeah, of course. Or to get in a fight because you're not banging. Yeah, or to ha- get in a fight and then bang. Yeah, <laughs> all the varieties of it. <laughs> yeah, so um, when I got there and I felt that pressure, it kind of made me like clam up even more, you know? It's like when you try to like open a clam, it's like just closes up more. That's that's my vagina. So oh. like <laughs> I had, I was just terrified, you know? And it's been so long since I you know, even touched another person that way. So it was like very anxiety inducing for me. And I'm just like, oh my God, like I was just so in my head. And I am such like a neurotic person that I think I just completely like caved in, lost my mind. And at the same time, while while all of this is unfolding is like, I already know what's going to happen once this airs. Mm -hmm. I already knew the speculation that I'm not bisexual. I already like digested that like before it even aired. I even told Erica, I was like, I know this is what people are going to say. And it's like, and, and, and what do I do? Do, do I, do I now have sex with you so I can prove everybody wrong? Because that's fucked up. Like that's wrong. You know, that's wrong. Like I shouldn't feel like I have to prove my sexuality by doing something I don't feel comfortable doing and so at one point I put my foot down and I was just like it's not fair to you because I don't feel that way right now like I don't feel like I want to do that but it's unfair to you to lead you on more and you know act on those things when I don't feel like I'm ready to and you know and also I have waited so long to have sex and like I've been celibate for so long and I really wanted that next time and I still haven't had sex like I've still been I'm still celibate to this day pandemic doesn't help certainly but like (laughs) we're all celibate now yeah right um so like you know I guess because it's been such a long time it just like that pressure it's for it to be someone really really special just like keeps mounting so I'm basically just like a born-again virgin with an only with an only fan I was like I was like I'll bring that up later okay so um Jody DiConcini and I had a similar question mm-hmm. love 90 day I'm curious if once she saw Erica in person when she flew to Australia were the feelings still strong it seems like things changed pretty immediately once she got there yes I mean the first day was good the first day I felt like we were all right everything was great I was extremely jet lagged because like in addition to the 20 plus hour flight it's awful. horrible horrible like, and then it, it, on top of that, I'm on medication and, you know, I'm, I was not fully in remission at that point. I was still, my numbers weren't that great. So like, just overall, I felt like human garbage. And as soon as I got off this like 20 plus hour flight, I had cameras in my face. Nope. Yeah. I was expected to be like super excited. And like, I wanted to be excited because I wanted to be excited for Erica. So she knew that I was excited. Yeah. Because, like, I couldn't just be like, hey, Erica, like, I literally feel like a dog's ass right I now. And, like, <laughs> yeah, like, I, like, I'm, I'm I, tired. Get me to yeah. bed now. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I was like passing out. And so, um, oh my gosh. So, when we got to the hotel room, I was, you know, not expecting it to be so small. So yeah. we were we were very much so like on top of each other. And I just like at that 
time really felt like okay like I just need a shower like I just need my space like I just need to crawl into bed like everybody just leave me alone um like we could do this tomorrow but you know got film yeah but then the next day we did like the whole like wildlife park and we I thought we were having a great time I thought things were moving slowly but I was like okay like I'm still very attracted to her she's very fun she's the same person that you know I met online um but then like things like randomly started getting super awkward and I was like really confused why at first um but I started to sense like a distance growing between us and a part of me was like what is happening like is she talking to somebody about like could you pinpoint it like was it was it the um the princess date the dating app thing or something else the booby date I think it started around the booby date um but basically I I don't know I think somebody made an observation to Erica about us and put in her mind that things between us looked very friendly and I think that that may have triggered something in her head where she was just like, then maybe she got like upset by it. And she felt like I wasn't giving, and you know, I'm sure she felt this way too, because I'm a pretty, I'm just like a cold person, I guess. I, it, I'm like, I'm a person that takes a lot of time to, to get to a point where I'm like affectionate with someone. And I'm usually not even affectionate at all. And you know, in the, in the eyes of, American viewers, that makes you a monster. Yeah, it <laughs> but sure I, does. But I feel like that's not that rare. Like, I feel like a lot of people are like that. I don't hold hands. It's not practical. <laughs> I need my hand. I need this hand, <laughs> you know? Yep. But um, I think, you know, I'm a very, I'm a very, uh, like, unaffectionate, kind of cold person. Okay. And Erica is, like, a very passionate loving person she needs to be touched she needs like she needs that like person who's gonna like grab her cheek and be like pinch her cheek and call her her yeah yeah Yeah. yeah, she needs that and like and I completely understand that and it made me kind of sad I was like I can't be that I can't like naturally be that person I'd have to force myself to be that way and then there's the question of like okay like do I like force myself to to do something that I don't like in that moment feel like doing because that's disingenuine and I feel like if I like try to do it and it doesn't feel natural it's going to come across looking as like super fake and weird and awkward so I uh you know I did make attempts here and there I did I want I wanted her to feel like pretty and loved and like you know I I never wanted her to feel like I didn't find her attractive which like that pissed me off so much I was like god damn it you're hot like shut up you know like I'm sorry I can't like show you you, yeah yeah like uh and So, yeah, I think this distance, this rift started to just form between us. And then, like, I guess we were just, I was cranky. And, you know, she just, I can't really speak for her. But I think slowly but surely, it just got worse and worse and worse. We had a brief moment where, like, we were able to reel it back in. The boat, the sharks thing? Yeah, we were, like, working it out. We are like, things are kind of better. We're getting closer. And then just another thing happened. And it was like, all right, fuck it. (laughs) okay well then at what point during your time did you personally realize like this is not gonna work um I think for me the biggest wake-up call was probably uh, I want to say the party but it was also certain conversations we were having 
and some of the conversations that we had in private about her exes and about why that why those relationships didn't work out and we talked about like her goals and dreams and things that she wanted to do and I just began to really realize that okay like we really want very different things and she lives a very different life than I do and I I was very honest with her I told you I told her I was like I'm just gonna I'm a person that would hold you back in your life like I have limitations as far as my illness goes I can't do some of the things that you'd want to do and you know I'm 30 she's 25 she was 24 at the time it's like you I was like you don't want this and I'm not just saying that because I don't want this like I know that this is not good for you it's not good for me and it's no reflection on like what kind of quality person you are like you're a great person you are funny you're beautiful anyone would be lucky to have you but I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that this is going to work out yeah. when it's not like and you know but it's like sometimes I feel that people just want to hear what they what they want to hear and if it's not what they want to hear then it's like they kind of just they get angry or they reject it and I think she felt really let on and she felt angry and then I got angry at her being angry and not understanding where I was coming from. And that it was just an angry person getting mad at an angry person. And Yeah. So, <sighs> and then like, just add in some alcohol and some cameras. Oh, yeah. You've got just a recipe for disaster. Um, but yeah, when I went to the party, I kind of saw that, okay, well, you know, this is, this is her idea of a night out. This is how she has fun. This is so not like my, my version yeah. yeah and not that it's wrong not that it's bad I don't look down on it the people at the party were actually what they did not show is I actually liked those people they were fucking cool so it's not like you just walked right in and said Adam <laughs> yeah that there was actually interactions yeah. besides that yeah yeah and, and let me tell you this Adam's a fucking cool guy like, I, to this day, I don't have any problem with him. Like, I, I like him. I think he's nice. He's a cool guy. I actually, I like all of those people there. But, God, you know, you know. <laughs> well, let me, let me ask specifically, were there any moments or clips or whatever that were left out that you wish had been in there for context or just to explain the story a little bit better or at least mm. like I wrote that every moment with you guys you seemed like pretty freaking miserable so <laughs> were there ever yeah. moments of fun or laughing or oh yeah and that was something that was not shown obviously they can't use clips of us like singing songs because of copyright issues right. but like you know we'd like blast music and we'd sing and we would like we we had we had some fun times and it was always when the cameras weren't rolling. Yeah. There was one night that, you know, we finished filming early and we're just like, let's go to Macca's, which is McDonald's oh. in Australia. So we went to McDonald's and we went to this like random dude's house and we like stole his guitar <laughs> and we like sang, you know, duets and stuff. And we I had so much fun with her that night. Um, there was a night that I spent with her and her parents, not with no cameras, none of nothing was rolling. And I think that was like the night that I really was like, wow, I feel very strongly for her. Mm. Um, I just saw how beautiful her family was and like just how fun and chill they were. I was like, I can see myself kind of in this family. Like I can see myself here. And, um, and that, you know, obviously was short lived. 
damn it. (laughs) But, you know, there, I think there were some good times. I'm able, it's been such a long time since we filmed that I can now look back on some of those times and be like, yeah, they were really nice. Mm -hmm. And even though there were this, the relationship with me and Erica was very, is still strained. Um, I feel like I'm at a point now where like, I don't really look back on her in like resentment. I don't hate her. I don't dislike her. Mm -hmm. I like, I admire her and things about her and I know she hates me, but I wish sometimes she wouldn't, you know, like I wish she could look back on me with some kind of like positivity, but I know she probably fucking hates the shit out of me. But like, so, why? Why? I, I think that I'm not even, I truly understand like, how, I mean, I've tried to understand like the, the, the pain I may have caused her. Um, you know, nobody likes being rejected and True. nobody likes to be made to feel like they aren't enough and that they aren't worth it. True. And um, I've been there. And I know that feeling of like, well, why can't you accept me? Like, mm-hmm. what, like, why can't you love me? What's wrong with me? And you could tell that person left and right, like, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. Like, you're beautiful. You're, you're, like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know? Like, the person just cannot understand that. You'd think, like, enough time has passed, though, where she could be like, thank goodness it ended because that clearly wasn't right. Especially, like, long distance. You know, if you guys would have kept going, like, long distance in many ways is cool and in many ways it fucking sucks. So, yeah, it's like... I think she's happy. I mean, I... I don't follow her on social media, but, like, I've seen posts, like, on public accounts for 90 Day, and, like, she looks great. She looks like she's very happy, and she has a boyfriend now. So, like, I think overall, she probably doesn't give me much thought anyway, but I I think she's, like, completely moved on. But I think that um, I just – you just know when someone doesn't like you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you just feel it, you know? Uh, to be honest, I was really surprised, especially at the reunion, how heated it got. Because yeah. I just didn't think that you guys were at that point where it was going to... I I do think um, your friend Heather fired it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I just was really surprised that it went that direction because... Yeah, and I mean, and that's why I say I, I, I really don't think she likes me because... Anytime me and her have tried to have any sort of communication, it has always, always ended with someone, usually me, freaking out. So, like, we are the true definition of oil and water. Like, or no, oil and fire. Fire. Like, it's just, like, we cannot, we just cannot. And that is why at one point I was like, I, I have to, blo- I have to block you. Like, I cannot speak to you. Mm. Like, literally, this is so bad. Yeah. Like, I've, I've never felt so out of control of my emotions when talking to somebody. It's crazy. Like, like I'm actually a pretty subdued person. All of my friends who watch the show are like, what the hell? Like, that's like throwing stuff. And yeah, yeah, they're like, Stephanie, you're so quiet and mature. And like, if you, you never get into fights with people, you never get into arguments. You're always the one to like diffuse the situation um but like I don't know what it is but like the way that I our communication is so like bad yeah maybe it's a language barrier I'm just kidding that's not it but like it it must be something and I'm not and I hey I'm gonna take the blame for it it must be some kind of thing wrong with me where like I just cannot get my 
like I cannot communicate properly with her. I fuck up every time. Yeah. If I try to explain something to her, I explain it wrong. <laughs> so like Yeah, it just seems like you guys couldn't communicate like with each other. Not at all. And it's like before I would even sometimes talk to her, I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna like really like I need bullet points. I was like I'm gonna write down my speech. Yeah, like I'm gonna get it out, and then I would, and then like halfway through, I'm like, <laughs> and then it's like, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> oh man! And I'm like, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep doing it because I am a monster, and I know that you're I'm, monsters together. Yeah, like I'm, but not even like I'm the monster. She's kind of like the victim in it, and I just like I need to stop doing this to her and. She needs to stop trying to talk to me. So just bleh. <laughs> well, Erica came out to her family with you and it went really well. Mm-hmm. Someone asked whether that um, helped you at all with telling your mom later on, even after you were broken up. But did that give you a little fire that it could go well or? Mm, no, because I just know that her parents are so different than mine. Right. Um, and I actually just felt like once she had come out I was like oh okay well I guess it's my turn now so shit I felt I felt like more pressure yeah uh, after that happened because then it was like all right game on you didn't do it with her you just did it now after I really I really couldn't do it through through Skype with I mean it's like you're you're doing it through Skype and like you've got cameras behind you and it's like she's sitting next to me it's just weird it was so funny though (laughs) mom I have to tell you something I swam with a shark (laughs) and like the the music leading into it oh my god clever 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 well then what's it what's it like watching watching that talk with your mom back and like how is your relationship now I mean my mom and I are just she's like my one of my only constants in my life like my mom is my mom and I are always pretty solid um the only disagreements we ever really have is about my choices and partners and so you know I didn't want to lay it on thick with her that day that like hey mom not only am I bisexual but here is this person (laughs) like you know hi meet her yes yeah like I need to do it in stages you know first the coming out then wait a little bit then introduce the partner I'm not freaking you know coming in strong I just need like it's like a 10-step program so um and I felt like I felt like I just needed that and there was a lot going on and the relationship was kind of like weird between me and her so I'm just like okay not only do I not want to come out and introduce a partner at the same exact time? Because I feel like so much to just unleash on my mother over Skype while I'm on another continent. But also like, this is a partner that I'm not even on like solid ground with. Like we're not even like doing well right now. You know? I mean, if I felt at that moment, I was like, this is the woman I'm going to marry, then maybe I would have done it. But like, you know, I think that like, People really came at me for that, but that was one thing where I'll defend myself and say, nah, y'all, y'all were wrong. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. Okay, so you we touched on this earlier, but Marianne Dalpy said, what is her response to people saying she went on 90 Day to further an acting career or pretending she was bisexual? I, I don't know how like pretending I'm bisexual could like benefit me in my life in any way. <laughs> <laughs> like how dare you yeah like if I wasn't bisexual then I could have just made up a story with a guy true you could have done it with a guy if you wanted yeah, I to really get on 90 guy. day 
yeah, I could have done it with that ex-boyfriend, oh, but, yeah. you know, I'm not just going to marry somebody for the sake of a television show. Like, I have to actually feel that way. And I think, I mean, it's about high time we all kind of acknowledge that, of course, people go on, on television shows to promote themselves in some ways. Everybody that's on 90 Day is pushing a freaking merchandise, something. Yep. You know? Cameo. Like, yep. Cameo. I mean, they're all, we're all kind of entertainers. I mean, these are people that always have some sort of an interest in the entertainment industry, you know, Um, that being said, I'm a terrible actress and I'm not trying to be one. So as I say, if that was the best you got, you might need a little work, huh? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And long, long before, long before the show for years, I'd been doing, you know, OnlyFans type content and YouTube. So it's like, this is nothing new. And, you know, for years and years, I was just kind of like doing this and making good money. And yeah, I didn't have to do all of this. Like, well, OK, so speaking of OnlyFans, mm-hmm. so you're celibate mm-hmm. and you're on OnlyFans. I think you made a joke about this earlier that you're like the celibate yeah. girl on OnlyFans. So I know what OnlyFans is. Uh-huh. I can explain that. OK, so <laughs> I mean, OnlyFans could be whatever you want it to be. True. But true. a lot of it is sexy, 18 and up content. So I do pose nude on my OnlyFans. I have lingerie stuff, bikini stuff, things and costumes. And I've been doing it for about four years now. Okay. I've switched I've switched platforms a couple times, but it was it was something that for the past four years I've been really successful at. It has been a great stream of income. And it's not like my number one passion in life. It's not something that I wake up like, oh my God, I can't believe I get to do this every day. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like it's it's a stream of income that makes other passions and passion projects possible. So, you know, I'm able to work on like my book. I'm able to work on a documentary that's self-funded. I'm able to, you know, just do what I want in my life and not have to go to a nine to five and it works for me. And I, it's very frowned upon by some people and it is scrutinized There's stigma. I think that stigma is going away. I mean, pretty much everybody on nine today has a freaking only fans. I'm waiting for big ed to make one. Yeah. But like, please no, please. You know who I'm shocked. Hasn't Tom. Well, speaking of Tom, <laughs> did you ever go out with Tom? No, 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 no. Tom's cool. I mean, like, I mean, I don't really know him. We briefly spoke here. I mean, not briefly. I mean, we chatted here and there. He talked with all the other cast members. He talked to Erica. He talked to baby Lisa. Yeah. He, I mean, we as cast members all kind of talked to each other while the show was going on. But it's a little weirder to talk and then to be like, hey. You're... Oh, no, no, no. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. Good. No, no, no. He, he did ask me to go and hang out and get a drink one time uh, in, in New York City. And this was in the beginning of my season. I actually didn't even know her, him and Darcy weren't together. So okay. I was like, oh, cool. Like, maybe like me him and Darcy are going to go get a drink. Like, I thought it was maybe that. But then he kind of informed me that they weren't together. I was like, damn it. Why'd you spoil it for me? (laughs) Don't tell me. I don't want to know. But yeah, I didn't think he was hitting on me. And I think he, you know, I think at one point I was like, dude, I'm like really only into chicks right now. So can you just like, just like, you need to know that. Um, But yeah, he's also like very much so not my type. Mm. So, and I think, you know, cause me, like me and him have a totally different vibe. I, I personally think so. He seems a little bit too like straight laced and I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't even know how to describe yeah. him. I mean, I can't salsa dance. 
and I um I don't know I just like I like British people actually after watching Bridgerton maybe oh yes <laughs> I'm on episode one so don't give me any spoilers oh. but I love don't it. Don't watch it with any of your family. No, members. I suggested it with my family actually, and we were I, they were like, "No, have you heard anything about this show?" I was like, "No, <laughs> everyone's talking oh about God. it." Um, okay, a couple random questions to end mm-hmm. it with. Most wacky couple, in your opinion, on your season? On my season, um, oh my God, oh my God, it's got to be David. Oh. And- yeah yeah absolutely he's he's pretty sad to watch honestly like he lives in an alternate universe I think I mean he is a sugar baby's dream come true literal dream (laughs) He, he doesn't even he'll fly to you you don't even have to meet him and he'll keep coming he'll just be like okay another time yeah no I agree agree wholeheartedly with that <laughs> yeah. Um Molly Kathleen said, "Can you ask her about her stalker? She was on a podcast and I'd love to hear if she's okay after that situation." So, I did open up a legal case with well, the the police department in my town and they I guess, you know, because this guy had made several Google voice numbers to contact me, mm. we had to make like 20 search warrants just to be able to uncover the identity of the person behind these Google voice numbers. So, you know, we're still in the process of that. It takes a really long time, especially yeah. now with COVID, the courts are just like a mess. So yeah, I mean, we know who it is. But in order to press charges, we need to like have it on paper that like this is the guy. So um, right now, I'm just personally being very cautious. I have a security system. I have cameras around my house. And then the police department in my town, they're amazing. The police come down my driveway and patrol my street every day. That's nice. And it's it's nice and it's reassuring. I live down like a really long private driveway. So it's like I'm just like sitting on my couch at night and I just see like blue and red oh, lights. Good though. That would make me feel good. Yeah. Yeah, it does make me feel good. Um, and my neighbors at first, they're just like, they thought maybe I was like on house arrest or something. <laughs> but, but I was like, no, guys, I have a stalker. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, shit, who just moved here? Um, but yeah, it's 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 crazy. My my stalker, I, I, I'm not even getting into it, but he's he's a dangerous person for sure. He has a he has, he has an extensive violent criminal history. So it's not something that I take lightly. But I mean, at this point in time, I feel pretty safe. Adrian Fraser, how is she handling COVID with her illness? I think I'm handling it better than most people because I've already been used to this kind of life of being in a bubble. So, you know, yeah. I'm just like, whatever. It's cool. Yeah. It's going to continue doing what I've been doing. <laughs> so <laughs> no big deal. Um, I'm, I'm th- I, I hate to say it because anytime I tell people that I'm doing really well, they're like, well, fuck you. Like, that's real insensitive of you. I'm going through shit right now. So I'm just you, like, you can't win anything now, so don't even try. Yeah. So I have to tell people I'm doing terrible so that, like, no one gets mad at me. But, no, I'm going to be honest. I'm doing good because I'm, like, you know, playing piano. I'm, like, building puzzles. I'm reading books. I'm, like, trying to learn languages. Like, I'm really, like, I'm doing okay. Good job. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Last one. And I like this one. Jennifer can't say the last name hair. How does she have such beautiful hair? Oh man. There's a scientific reason for this. Please tell. I, I have always had insanely brittle thin hair my whole life. Okay. Like pathetically thin hair. And 
I was put on a medication for my illness. It's called cyclosporin. I've heard of it. Yeah. They give it to transplant patients. It's like an immunosuppressive drug and it causes very severe, excessive hair growth, not just on your head, Ah. but all over your body. Um, So my doctors were like, you're going to grow a mustache. Like you're going to need to actually shave your entire face. Wow. Yeah. And it was crazy. So I I was like, I am. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, Okay. Holy unibrow. Like I was (laughs) really, I never had hairy arms ever. I never had hair on my arms. I have like that. I look like I'm, I am Italian. I look more Italian. That's hilarious. I'm so hairy now. And the hair, I mean, it's like I'm a chia pet. It's yeah, it's it's really thick and healthy looking. Okay. So really, we can't we can't get what you have unless you know you're dying unless you're dying (laughs) (laughs) there's the hot take everybody (laughs) 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 lol oh my god that's so funny well this is so fun i like you a lot yeah thanks you're really cool I smile more in person. I swear. I'm well, you're not just always... like you're really level headed. Like even the way you talk about your faults and stuff. Like you've got a you got a level head. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I'm just like a I'm just like a realist, you know. Yeah. You can't and you can't lie to yourself. You can you can lie online. You could lie on a show. You could lie to your parents, but you can't. At the end of the day, like you can't lie to yourself. And you, I mean, you can, but that's. then you've got like then you're gonna go crazy literally yeah Yeah. (laughs) so like I think this whole year this past year has just been like a reality check yeah uh so yeah I think that's important to always check in with yourself and just make sure that you're being your true self great way to end this thing thank you absolutely beautiful way (laughs) okay Stephanie please share your social media and maybe your OnlyFans wherever you want people to follow along with you Okay, um, so I am Stepanka, S-T-E-P-A-N-K-A, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Snapchat, on OnlyFans, all across the board. So go check me out. Good job getting them all across the board, making it easy for everybody. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, well, keep shooting your YouTube content, and it was so great to talk to you. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Have a good one. Bye, you too.